Hello, and welcome to Shivo versus the First World. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. You're listening to our podcast about the reverse culture shock we experience every day as American citizens returning home after three and a half years living and working overseas. Today on the program, we're taking a look inside your refrigerator. Not that we care what kind of food you eat, you do you. No, what we want to talk about is how the items in your fridge or pantry get there. Because compared to the rest of the world, how you shop as a Westerner isn't normal. Not at all. But before we make you feel bad about living in the land of plenty, Actually, that's not what we're doing, but I'm told you're supposed to build tension in a podcast. I need to remind you about our Patreon page. We don't run ads on the show, and it's a lot of fun to produce, but it does take work. The best way to show your support for what we do and to ensure we keep producing episodes on time is to become a patron of ours. It's easy and cheap, plus it unlocks some special features. More about that later here in the episode. For now, let's get back to our critique of shopping for groceries the Western way. We're claiming expert knowledge of shopping around the world, where many travelers stick to dining out when they visit a new country. We lived in most of the countries where we traveled and tried to live as locally as possible. That means we shopped in lots of grocery stores bodegas, fresh produce stands, and boutique markets, and in lots of different places, which was, for the most part, a lot of fun. Yes, it was fun. But now that we're back in America, I gotta say, I sort of took grocery shopping for granted the first 40-ish years of my life. We have it very good here. Now we'll break the fourth wall once again and start talking directly to each other in three, two... So, baby, I really like shopping here in America for a lot of different reasons. Probably the biggest one coming back was the fact that when I go to the grocery store, I know what, not only what everything is, but exactly how to use everything that is in there. Right, I'm talking even in the produce aisle and the cleaning selections, I know what these things are. So that's unlike uh, Southeast Asia, where you have an entire aisle of just religious stuff. Yeah, and the thing about the religious stuff is you don't really know that it's religious stuff because you you can buy like a log size container of incense. Right. You can buy all of these dishes that look really really fancy, but when you hold them they're the thickness of tin foil. There's like 90 of them. There are sacks of money that oh, yeah. you can buy. Candles that you could battering ram down a door with. That's true. All in the same aisle. And they're all the same color. Saffron. Everything is saffron and gold and a little bit of red. All religious stuff. Yeah, it's that sicky, sweet gold. Not a not a true gold. Yeah, yeah. Cheap, chintzy gold. Yeah, but an entire aisle of I the know. grocery store. I mean, imagine being here in America and walking down and just having nothing but statues of the Virgin Mary and crosses and incense uh, scepters or other yeah. sorts of weird things. Maybe maybe snakes for the Pentecostals in the room. I don't know. But just a large aisle of religious, religious stuff. stuff in in your local Kroger. 
But we all, we also had like mystery produce that we had no idea what it was or even how to cook it. Exactly what is that bumpy cucumber? Why do I need that? Why are there 17 different versions of some sort of weed? I have no idea what it is. And when you go grab it and smell it, it doesn't smell like anything. What the hell am I supposed to do with these things? Maybe it's to use those crazy utensils we see on the other aisle. That's true, because you can go here in America and we've got pots and pans. Sure, we have that in one aisle for that. They have that in Southeast Asia as well, but with... Some contraption Random. that I think was used in the 1800s to separate conjoined twins. I, they are the strangest looking <laughs> tools that they have something you can do with them in the kitchen. And I am not sure what it is. Well, and then there's also all the cleaning supplies that even after seeing all of them, we still couldn't find leather cleaner. Yeah, I remember looking for leather cleaner going up and down the aisle of the cleaning supplies and some of the items, you just pull down this jar of goop, and there's nothing... There, it has English on it. Don't, this is not just like it's being in Thai. Right. It has English on it, but it doesn't tell you at all what, what, it is. what this yeah. thing does. Which, probably, in hindsight, it's probably the same thing for somebody in Southeast Asia coming here. They don't know how to use our giant wall of cleaning supplies any more than we how to use theirs. It's weird. Um, and then the other odd thing that we see is random stuff in cans oh they do love to can their goods so, so you can buy cans of fish and you, you might think i'm talking about sardines and tuna and salmon and the occasional mackerel not all that unusual here right. in america no i'm talking an entire aisle an entire aisle of canned items lots of lots of weird fish Right. That you've never heard of that don't even look appetizing. And just some of the more bizarre things like pickled avocado seeds or something completely insane <laughs> that makes no sense at all. But still, here we are. Uh, so, again, I like the fact that I know what everything is. I'm sure that those pickled avocado seeds are amazing. I'm right. sure that that weird conjoined twin removing tool is the best thing you need to whip up an egg properly. But I don't know how to use them. I do know how to use these things here. That's a good news. That is true. So let's talk about choice. Okay. The tyranny of choice. When you walk down the aisle of canned goods here in America, right. to transition from our prior conversation, we have lots of things. Like, how many different brands of creamed corn does a human actually need? In America, clearly, the answer is 97. Right. Right. Because you guys eat a lot of creamed corn. <laughs> we don't, but you do. However, in, in Southeast Asia, we had entire aisles uh, for instant noodles yeah. and uh, sweetened condensed milk. I'm convinced that if there's ever a shortage of sweetened condensed milk, it's because of Southeast Asia. Yeah, it's, it's all gone to Thailand. Clearly, they have all of that. Now, I'm on board with the aisle full of instant noodles. I get that. <laughs> it makes perfect, Not the sweetened condensed milk? No, that's dumb. <laughs> perfect sense to me to have an aisle of... of of instant noodles, says the guy who only eats one brand right. of instant noodles and has since he was in Thailand. Now, even back here, I seek those things out. And it's not unsimilar to what we have here in, like, we have a whole cereal aisle or a chip aisle. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we have those things. And they some of the stores in Southeast Asia will have a, a good selection of that, but you don't have the, they're not a cereal culture because right. that's eaten with milk and they typically don't do that. There is, it's not a, a chip culture. Well, actually it is a chip culture, but it's weird chips like crab and shrimp 
right. butthole uh, flavored. It's just weird. Butthole flavor. <laughs> they they do have some odd flavors, and they they do a lot with seaweed. Oh, and I like yeah. the seaweed too. I know you do. Yeah, I do. You're I right. do. There, you're, you, there is an aisle of seaweed. You're right. Okay. The chips are all seaweed. But I back get that. on my favorite topic. Yeah cereal oh right so i could get my favorite captain crunch fix yes yes you we certainly could right but it was nine dollars a box right. and not not for the gigantic box it's for the little bitty box yeah nine dollars for a small box of captain crunch and that's because there's a common myth that buying food in foreign countries is cheap no no buying local food is cheap. Is cheap in Southeast Asia. Buying that weird bumpy cucumber that you don't know what it does, or the multiple varieties of weeds that have no smell, those things cost next to nothing. Right. But if you want something from the West, you're talking about import tax, talking about shipping costs, exactly. and it forces you to try and, well, do what we've been trying, we talk about in America all the time, eat local. Right. That's the easy way I know what the hell everything is. <laughs> it is. It's hard when it's nothing but bumpy cucumbers and weeds. Right. And odd things in cans. Oh, it's so strange. Now, another benefit to living in America is the fact that America, as you know, honey, big, wide, Massive. vast, every possible biozone exists somewhere in America, from yes. deserts to tundra to everything in between. Soil I think types. Even here in Arizona, we have all of those. Here's the reality because America. And because we're plugged into the global food distribution right. network, nothing is ever out of season. Okay, so that works for us as a large country, but for those smaller countries, you really have to look at what's in season because they can't pull in from other countries and things like that because they don't have the trade volume. Yeah, and when you do, it winds up being terribly expensive to to, to get things in, so suddenly you're paying more for asparagus than you would for a box of Captain Crunch. You know, right. by way of example. Now, listen, before we paint too rosy of a picture on this, living abroad has certainly given me some perspective about grocery shopping that I didn't notice before. For example, my love, have you noticed that our selection of food in a grocery store isn't consistent? I mean, even within the big grocery store chain, we use Fry's, which is a division of Kroger, big, right. big, big food giant Kroger. Depending on what store I go in here in Arizona... I can't always get the exact same things. The the products are different. Exactly. And it's not so much, I don't think, the produce. The produce is the same, but it's more the things you buy in cans and packaged goods. Yeah. Is that true? I, it seems to be that way. And clearly, I think what's happening with these grocery stores, and this is a good thing, by the way. Uh -huh. Uh, I it, it's well, it's bad for me because I look, I want to get this thing. I want to get a quart of Faye yogurt. Right. But depending on which fries I go to, they may not have the same selection. So I go to the fancy upscale fries. I can get Faye in 15 different varieties. But I go to the one down the street in more of the barrio area. I'm lucky to find just the 5% plain because they are stocking food for a large percentage of their shopping public exactly. who are looking for different foods than me. You and I. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah, now one of the one of the big shocks for me was when I got back here, I had hoped that they would have figured out the checkout lines, but they have not. Checkout lines are ridiculous. Self-checkout lines are are still dumb. That technology's been around for 10 years. We were gone for four people. <laughs> you don't do self-checkout 
in other countries. But checkout lines, have you, do you remember standing in line for more than maybe two or three people in front of you at a grocery store ever in Thailand or, or anyone traveled around in, in Europe? It just didn't happen. It did, it didn't happen in Europe, but it did happen, um, occasionally, like once a month in, um, Southeast Asia. And that was because we would stand in line when everybody got paid. Oh, yes payday at the Tesco, right? And so everybody was uh, not buying groceries. They were cashing their checks. They were uh, doing things like paying bills and things like that in the checkout line, not at a customer service center, but actually right there alongside everybody else buying groceries. Yeah, I think that's the bizarre, one of the bizarre things for me about looking at the grocery stores is here, every grocery store, as you said, has their little customer service area. And you can do non-grocery items there, which are typically things like money orders, sometimes cashing a check, buying lottery tickets, you know, just little quick things, buying cell phones. They have no customer service stations in, in Southeast Asia. It is all done at the checker. Right. So you're in line with your basket of 15 items. Somebody behind you has two baskets full of items, but in front of you is one person with nothing other than a piece of paper, and it's their electric bill. Right. And they're paying the cashier at a grocery store. It's so bizarre. <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the things we have gotten our act together, and I'm using we, the royal we in Western civilization, uh, is grocery delivery, finally. Right. Because it was horrible when we left. Correct. But they have finally come on board now here in America, and grocery delivery is something that works. Where in Thailand, it was ideal. We were a long ways away from a decent grocery store. Right. Well, there was the expensive place, uh, Village. No, Village. The Villa, Villa. Market. Villa, Villa Market, Market for the overpriced Western food. Right. But if you wanted to buy from Tesco Lotus. Which is the common place to go. A solid five kilometers away from us. Without a car, because driving in Bangkok, dumb, right. we would order food online and it would show up. Right. But it wouldn't just show up. It's, I mean, it's yeah. in a refrigerated truck <laughs> that the guys will show up at your door and uh, they, they were super happy to just come in and put your groceries away. Yeah. Yeah. I would get a phone call usually. Uh, and w- my phone didn't ring very often in Southeast Asia because. Uh, no one knew the phone number right. in Southeast Asia, but when it would call, it was usually grocery delivery and this broken conversation between me and the security guard, letting me know that Tesco Lotus was here. I'd go downstairs and yeah, here are these guys unloading everything, professional delivery people, right. get it in the elevator, bring it up 40 stories and yeah, bring it and, and unpack everything. It was, it was great. I do that here in America Yeah, because we have grocery delivery now. Right. Someone shows up in their Ford Taurus. <laughs> <laughs> with bags in the back, carrying Not, it by hand. She doesn't have a refrigerated trunk? No! <laughs> what is up with that? All right. So so it sounds like we have mixed feelings about this topic. But to stay true to ourselves and to fulfill the promise of the show is shopping for groceries the Western way, something you embrace about the first world? Are you embarrassed as a member of Western society? Or is it so bad it makes you want to escape back to a developing nation? You know, for all of the quirks about it, I would be dumb to choose anything other than embrace. Yeah, I think so. We have more choices here than we have anywhere else. And they're cheaper. And 
But even more importantly to that are two things. Yes. One, I know what everything is. <laughs> and two, there's no religious aisle. That is that true. That makes it all of the other sins are forgiven, which is a little bit of an oxymoron. <laughs> How about you, my love? Um, I think I embrace it as well. The only thing I would like is I think I would like a better delivery service. I can deal with everything else, but the, the delivery service in Thailand was superior. I mean, it was just great. I mean, there's occasional little bumps and things like that when they say, oh, we'll be here between these hours and they're there two hours early. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, it really worked out well. And I wish that because it, um, I wish it would work out better here just because you and I do not have the time to grocery shop anymore. Right. And it's tough to find a place here in America that sells pickled avocado seeds. I don't want them. At the start of the show, I mentioned our amazing patrons. If you're not yet a patron, you can become one quickly by visiting shivo.wtf slash patrons. Patrons get access to bonus episodes of the program like we did just before we recorded this show. Patrons are now happily listening to our conversation about the most amazing Senegalese coffee that we found in America and glass blowing. My sister's a glass blower. I think I might have mentioned my Stop. love. Stop. Don't forget that some patrons are eligible for special gifts. We've sent handwritten postcards, care packages from abroad, and of course, that special, exclusive, patron-only content Evo just mentioned. Dozens of listeners, just like you, think this show is worth a couple of bucks a month. If you agree, get on the list at shivo.wtf slash patrons today. Hopefully, we've offered you some perspective the next time you go to the grocery store here in the West. And if you do get to spend some time in a developing nation, try to shop like a local. Just don't expect to find much in the way of cans of creamed corn, which no one should eat anyways. And thank you for listening to Shivo vs. the First World. For more episodes and easy ways to listen each week, just go to shivo.wtf slash podcast. Neither of us are hard to find on any of the social media. I'm Sheila D. And I am Evo Terra. We'll be back next week with another adjustment to your first world problems. Cheers! Cheers!